Hey, welcome back, BetMGM. Tonight, hour number four. Right now, Rob Brown, Ryan Horvat with you here. Live, I'm in the uh, BetQL studios here, Rob, in uh, beautiful Washington, D.C. And uh, since the sale of the Commanders became final, D.C. has been celebrating nonstop. That continues this week with BetMGM and BetQL. If you're in the DMV area this Thursday, join the Daily Tips, Michael Jenkins, as well as Chelsea Messenger, and myself at the Nationals New York Mets watch party. It's going to be a good time. Happy hour hosted by BetMGM at the bullpen on Half Street and Navy Yard. That's the bullpen. Half Street, Navy Yard. It goes from 6 to 10 p.m. There will be bonus bet drops throughout the event, prize wheel giveaways, and happy hour prices all night long. Doesn't get better than happy hour prices and bonus bets. And that's all again at the bullpen, so come check it out right down the street from Nats Park, Halfway Street here in Washington, D.C., if you're in the DMV area. All right, we were talking a little baseball before the break, and um, we're talking trade deadline, which is right around the corner. One of the bigger disappointments in all of Major League Baseball, especially in the National League, again this year, Rob, has been the New York Mets. And John Heyman put out this piece for the New York Post, kind of talking about the deadline. And it looks like Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, are uh, both going to stay in New York. They're not going to go anywhere despite speculation. Are you buying that? Do you think there's any chance either of those guys are moved at the deadline? And let's say you're a contending team. I mean, this is going to sound like a dumb question. It's Justin Verlander. It's Max Scherzer, but they're not getting any younger. Would you want either of those arms, especially like when we're talking about Rich Hill and Lucas Giolito being some of the other guys available at the deadline? If I am a top contender, if right. I'm a Dodgers, if I'm a Braves, right? The Braves have had their pitching rotation devastated by injury this year, and we don't know when or if some of the big names are coming back. So if I'm a top contender, sure. I might take on because they're big contracts. Like the Mets paid a lot of money for a couple of guys closer to 40 than forget 30, closer to 40 than 35. So like if I'm a top contender, yeah. But no, I don't I, I think if you're the Mets at this point, you've got to sell, right? You're 18 yeah. and a half games back off of Atlanta. Last year, the Braves were 13 back at the All-Star break, and they obviously stormed back and partially had to do because the Braves went on a heater, but also partially had to do because LOL Mets. The Mets just did what the Mets do every year uh, and fell apart. This year, the Mets are 18 and a half games back coming off. And oh, by the way, the Phillies are six and a half up on them. And oh, by the way, the friggin' Marlins are seven and a half games up on them at this point. So it's a tough enough road just to get to the wild card. You have ridiculous payroll that's not paying off for you. You got two guys. And let's also call it what it is. Uh, Scherzer and Verlander have been okay. Like, okay, right? You're not getting no, – si yeah. if both of those guys were giving you Cy Young performances, maybe you hang on to them and you go, okay, the bats will catch up. Like, we just got to believe the bats are going to catch up. But they're not, and they haven't, and you're not getting Cy Young performances out of those guys. So, if I'm the Mets, I, I, at this point, I'm committed to being a seller. I'm committed to getting everything I can for the future to give some of those vets a little youth injection into the team moving forward. I just don't see how the Mets can look at the NLE standings right now, at the wildcard standings right now, and not just push reboot, man. I, I can't imagine any other decision right now. Completely agree. You could, like you look at the wildcard standings, man. I know Miami has been just an absolute mess uh, out of the uh, all-star break. But I just don't know. I mean, the bats aren't going to heat up. I know nobody cares about batting average anymore, but, like, Pete Alonso's having a Kyle Schwarber season. Yeah, he's got 26 homers, but he's hitting 212. Like, his, his OBP is 310 this season. 
Francisco Lindor is hitting 226. You continue to roll out Daniel Vogelbach as your everyday DH. He's batting 224. You look at the dude, he looks like a linebacker, but he's not even hitting for power this season. He's got six homers. Like that lineup, like those bats are not going to heat up. So I think they should sell. I don't know though, man, because like Steve Cohen's a wild man, and I think that he thinks they might have a shot to get it. Like you're you're done with the Mets, right? You don't think there's any shot they make a run this year? No, no, yeah. absolutely not. I'm Look, not- there there are there are two fatal flaws that an owner of any franchise and any sport can have, and those fatal flaws to me are number one, Artie Moreno. They care about they care more about the profit than they do about long term success because for whatever right. reason they never learn the lesson that hey, if your team is good and wins some World Series, you'll make more money. It seems obvious, but to some people, it just doesn't register. And the second thing that an owner can do that's a fatal flaw is have an ego. Now, you can have an ego and win if you know what the hell you're doing, but most owners aren't aficionados of the sport that they buy a team in, and then they decide they're the smartest guy in the room. I call it Jerry Jones disease, right? Once you decide you're the smartest cat in the room, and no matter how many times you fail, you just go, "Mm, one more time, I'm going to get it right this time, and I'm terrified that's what Steve Cohen's going to end up being, right? The guy who decides I'm the smartest guy in the room, and I have effectively an unlimited budget to prove it, you enter Jerry Jones territory, which there's a deeper level to that, which is uh, the Art Davis problem, right? The Art Davis problem, morbid, I've got myself in trouble with it, I don't care, is when you get into a spot that you know you can't be good till the owner dies and goes away permanently Mm -hmm. because he's not going to remove himself. He's not going to hand the reins over to somebody else. And sometimes when he does, Mark Davis, Stephen Jones, they hand it over to somebody who just follows in the footsteps of the guy who believed he was the smartest guy in the room. And the problem with the Mets is Steve Cohen's still very, very young and very rich and appears to have that ego problem. So you can't, that guy doesn't learn a lesson. And when he decides, oh, I've built this team and I'm going to let this team prove that I was right, they're not going to do that. Good luck, Mets fans. Sticking with New York and going over to the AL, is there a move that the Yankees can make at the deadline that would make you want to invest in the Yankees here the second half of the season or post-deadline, I should say, for the Yanks that maybe they could get hot and at least sneak into the postseason and do something, make some noise? Yep. Shohei. Shohei Otani. <laughs> I'm glad that Shocking. you went there. I know. Shocking. I know. Look. But do you think there's think any there's chance? Really, I, I think there's I think there's like – genuinely, I literally think there's like three teams that can make that move, right? I think the yeah. Dodgers are the odds-on favorite at this point. I think the Yankees are in that group, and I think the Padres are in that group. The Padres out of desperation. A.J. Preller's got – to make the playoffs, and he's got to win a series this year or else you've got to tear that administration down, right? Like the Padres have. We, we've been talking about the Mets be, being disappointing. We've been talking about the Yankees, and again, still a really good team, just in a beast of a, of a division. Right. I honestly think the most disappointing team in Major League Baseball uh, is the San Diego Padres. They have an all-star oh, yeah. line, a genuine bona fide all-star lineup, and they're doing precisely jack-nothing with it. So... A.J. Preller, who has been doing this the last few years, has got to be in desperation mode. And if you're a guy in desperation mode, you've got nothing to lose. That's the kind of guy who sells the farm, in this case, literally, to make a splash. So you go get Shohei, but you've got to outbid the Dodgers. 
And I think the Yankees can be in there because they're willing to pay and probably pay long-term. Money's not really an object to them. So the splash move is Shohei Otani. But outside of that, I mean, I I don't know what you do. Do you do you make a move for a Tim Anderson and, and hope that a change in scenery reinvigorates him? Do you go add to – I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, see, I really like Tim Anderson. This season has been awful for Tim Anderson, but also I don't think he wants to be on the south side of Chicago. I mean, we caught him mouthing that a couple months ago, and I just don't think that he wants to be there. He doesn't look good right now. I just think that the Sox should just go, like, just sell everything, man. Oh, I would, fire sale. I don't know that I would trade away Dylan Cease. I know I know he's not having the year that he had last year. I think I would still want to hold on to Cease. I would move Lucas Giolito right now while you could get anything in return. Uh, it's funny because Sports Illustrated actually put out five Shohei Otani trade proposals that could catch the Angels' attention. And the one that caught my eye, like nobody wants to see the Dodgers get any richer. But you look at the offer, and I feel like it's the best offer because they could offer their number two prospect, Michael Bush, uh, or their number 34 overall prospect, their number two overall prospect. You got Gavin Stone in that system. Uh, you got a bunch of dudes. Alex Freeland in that system right now. You got Leonard in that system. I feel like that's the team that can make the best offer, right? It's the Dodgers because they do have the number two overall farm system, the best farm system. But also, like, you look at the Yankees, and they do have some guys that they could throw in there as well. So I think that ultimately that's where he ends up because, like, Baltimore's on this list. I don't know that Baltimore, with what they're building right now, like why would you want to trade away any of these dudes in your farm system just for a rental on Shohei Otani? Unless you think you're good enough to win the World Series this year. Because I don't know if I want to get rid of a Colton Kowser. I know that's not really a household name right now, but that's your number two overall prospect, number 14 in all of Major League Baseball. I don't know if I want to give that up just for Otani. I know how great he is. I think he's the greatest baseball player of all time. But, you know, I always think about it like this in baseball. A couple of years ago, it's been a long time now, but when the Cardinals moved on from Albert Pujols, at the time I thought he was going to be the greatest baseball player of my generation, and I was so happy as a Cubs fan because I'm like, the NL Central's wide open. But that you remember, you remember it's baseball, and that's just one guy, and then the next year they're in the World Series. The Nationals didn't want to give Bryce Harper $550 million, and then a couple years later... They win the World Series. Juan Soto comes out of nowhere with a really good pitching staff, of course, at 21 years old, though, and he's World Series MVP. I just feel like with what you're building right now in Baltimore, I don't know if I'd want to mess that up, man, especially because I don't think that Shohei Otani is going to want to stick around in Baltimore past this season. So I think I agree. I think it's the Yankees or the Dodgers. I don't think there's another team that's out there unless it's the Padres. And what do they give up? I mean, the, the, the interesting thing is we're making all of these assumptions that it's going to be – scratch that. We're making these statements that it's going to take you a heck of an investment out of your farm system to bring in Shohei. And then the return is what Shohei is going to give you on the field is worth three or four top 50 prospects that you're going to have to trade for him. And I think that's that's a fair assumption. But then again, you have to do two more things. Number one – you have to win with Shohei because that's yeah. been his big thing. And he's one of the few players, by the way, I don't know if you agree with this. I hear players very frequently, Aaron Rodgers, oh, I want to go somewhere I can win. And I'm like, yeah, dude, but like also you want to go somewhere that you make a buttload of money. When For whatever reason, yeah. when Shohei Otani says, I want to win, I want to be on a contender, I want to win, like I truly believe him, right? Like I'm like, yes, this dude seems genuine about this. And so you've got to win now for Shohei Otani to convince him to stick around for another year, and then you got to pay him $600 million. Well, again, right. the teams who hand out those contracts are, like, 
the Dodgers, the Yankees, and apparently now the Mets, and you see how that went. So uh, it, it, I think the, the, the most disappointing thing about this deadline is I really would have loved to wake up one morning and hear the news that the Angels have traded Shohei Otani to some team that none of us saw coming, right? Yeah. But it's not going to happen, dude, because it's got to be a competitor, Yankees-Dodgers. It's got to be somebody who's got a farm prospect, Yankees-Dodgers, and it's got to be somebody who's willing to hand out that level contract because, again, I'm not trading half my farm system for 50 games out of a guy, right? So, I don't know, man. Like, it just feels like it's a foregone conclusion that the greatest baseball player in history is either going to be a Yankee or a Dodger. Yay! Right, right. And it's funny because last season uh, when I was doing the BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL with the great Cody Decker, your co-host, our good friend. I know that guy! He kept talking me into... Well, he, he kept convincing me that the Cubs were going to at least be in the conversation. And then John Heyman and everybody else, Odyssey MLB Insider, of course... Like, they were throwing that out there, too. Like, hey, you know, Cubs, big market team, National League. And it's just, it's it's never going to happen. And uh, I'm jealous, man. I would kill to be a Dodger fan, even with just the one World Series the past, you know, decade plus. And it was a COVID year. You win 100-plus games every single year, and you get whatever you want. And, and that's why, like, I, I think it would be the Dodgers, because they do have, again, the number two farm system. Also... Even if they're like, ah, we're 50-50 that we're going to be able to sign Shohei. Like, we've seen them do this before. Like, they'll go in and get whatever they need at the deadline. Hell, they were they were uh, a game and a half out of first place a couple months ago. And they had a player-only meeting. You know, it's like, you guys are still 13, 14 games <laughs> above 500 and you're having player-only meetings. And we've seen them do this at the deadline. Like, a couple years ago, it was Manny Machado. It was like, ah, oh, we'll go out, we'll get Machado. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. But ultimately, I don't think Otani gets moved, man. I think the Angels are dumb. I think they're like, it's about filling the stands right now, filling seats. And I think they think of it like kind of like Mark Cuban did with DeAndre Jordan a couple of years ago where, like, he flew out, locked him in a hotel. And, uh, you know, they brought Doc Rivers and Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, that last run that the Clippers had together with DeAndre Jordan. And I think that's what they're going to try to do with Shohei. But Can I just say I love – that your rationale for Shohei not moving is, and I quote, the Angels are dumb. That's just, yeah. that's outstanding because, work, Ryan. Because there's no chance that he's re-signing <laughs> with them. And, dude, like, okay, so if I'm a fan of the Angels, yeah, it sucks. We lost the best player in Major League Baseball history. But I would rather have six or seven top prospects or just a couple players, a couple arms back in return, then lose him for absolutely nothing, and then watch him as a Dodger or a Yankee. That would drive me nuts. I'd be like, we get nothing in return? As a Bulls fan that gave up Jimmy Butler for nothing, I can tell you, drives me nuts. We'll talk with Ross Tucker next. Bet MGM tonight.